everybody welcome back to another edition of the untitled jeff gluck podcast i'm your host jeff gluck and today it's another edition of the driven life series that i'm doing this year and that is where i talk to people in the racing industry about some motivation or successful habits that i could use and hopefully you could use as well because i'm kind of a self-improvement type person where i'm always trying to be better or make life better so um, there's a lot of people i feel like who have a good handle on things. And I I would like to talk to them about that. And one of those people today is Holly Kane from the NASCAR wire service. Many of you are familiar with Holly, but if not, um, she is someone who endured some very serious breast cancer battles and has emerged on the other side of that. But she's always been someone who I've been struck by is really impressively uh, positive and optimistic, um, even in some really down time. So I just was wondering if she would be willing to share some of her secrets to staying upbeat, staying positive, uh, even in the worst of times. And, and obviously not, not all of us are going to go through cancer, um, but we may have some other challenge in our life, whether it's um, divorce or loss of a loved one or um, job difficulties or whatever. And hopefully that some of the things that she's going to say can apply to that. So that's where we're going to start this conversation. And I hope you get something out of it. All right, everybody. I'm here with Holly Kane. And uh, for those of you who are regular listeners of the podcast, we did a How I Got Here with Holly last year. And we touched on a little bit of inspirational messages. But uh, I I thought we could do a whole podcast based off that because you have a lot to offer in that department. So, Holly, uh, thanks for being here again. Well, thank you, Jeff, for having me and, and for saying those kind words. So, Holly, we talked about um, maybe doing a podcast where we could really specifically get into people who are going through a really tough time. Um, you've been through some tremendous personal struggles with um, breast cancer, um, where it looked really bad. Um, yeah. And you have been able to overcome that and, and do that with a positive attitude at the same time. So, um, I think that what, what you're saying hopefully can apply to people, whether maybe somebody's listening to this, who is going through cancer themselves, has a loved one who is, or maybe they're just have a personal struggle, uh, death in the family, divorce, losing their job, something like that. I mean, everybody goes through a really hard time. So, um, this is about trying to get through that and overcome that. So, um, with your story, could you just give us some background on, um, not to like bring up terrible things, but what were some points for you just to give people an idea of of why you're saying the things you are some of the struggles that you you've gone through with this whole experience well and and I think I might have even shared this with you on our previous podcast but one of my um a story that people find kind of interesting and it it really speaks to um, almost making a choice making a conscious choice to try and find an upside a positive to something when I um, first went to the doctor to find out if 
what the situation was. I'd felt some lumps and thought I needed to go. And I had all the testing done, and then the doctor called back and said, can you come in tomorrow? We'd like you to come in, and we'll discuss this, which is never a positive thing. Usually you think if you're going to get a phone call, and they'll be like, you're all clear, but they need me to come in. And I had to tell my uh, doctor at the time, could we wait two days because I was going to to Washington, D.C. with Jimmy Johnson to meet the President of the United States and write a story about it. And I remember the doctor laughing, and she said, that's the best excuse I've ever heard not to come in and get your cancer results. Wow. (laughs) So, and my point in all of this was, even at a time where I was most scared, I had something else that I could kind of focus on and go to that was a wonderful and remains a highlight of my life, you know, to have that opportunity to be inside the White House and to do something like that. And looking back at that, a lot of what helped me through my darkest days of cancer, I had, uh, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. I am HER2 positive, which is kind of like, an extra little thing that you get. Most women are not. I, nine out of 10 people are not, but it was, I was one out of 10. And it makes the treatment a little bit different and it and it's a little bit worse on the cancer. It, it, it means it's a, it's a different situation. So, you know, getting that bad news. But I, I learned and, and that, as I mentioned, going to the White House was an example of, you really have to focus on something that's positive or a good to come out of it. Because if you let your mind wander and you let yourself get completely immersed, I was scared to death, no doubt. I had two young kids at the time, we're in middle school, and it it, it was bad cancer. But I... I knew immediately that I had a choice, a conscious choice that I had to make. And on my roughest days, I really had to work hard at it. But, but you do have that choice, and you have, to, you have to force yourself to think of good things. Well, just to play devil's advocate here, I mean, it, that just seems really, really tough. Um, I mean, like if I'm trying to – I can't even really put myself in your shoes of like somebody saying there's a decent chance that you could die, um, and you're feeling really ill – uh, obviously, you know, you've had some major surgeries and gone through the treatments and things. And, and there's got to be some days where it just feels really deflating. Like you said, you have two kids and, and you know, to battle through that, like, how do you focus on something positive? Like, how do you how do you make yourself even like what what advice would you give to people to, to even find something positive, I guess? Well, that's not to say there wasn't a lot of crying and that there wasn't uh, going to bed scared at night. That absolutely existed. I've never been more scared in my life. But where I talk about making that choice is you can either go with that and become very sad and very depressed. And that doesn't help you heal physically either. And my doctors, you know, pointed that out. And it sounds great just to say, think of a happy thing. But I would literally lay there as sick as possible. And and you saw me when I was so sick. I lost a ton of weight. I could barely lift my head up. I was literally in between chemo having to go to the hospital every day of the week to get blood infusions just to give me enough energy that I could exist. I did not eat a morsel of food and I did not have a sip of a drink for nearly six months. All of my food, everything came you know, through an IV. Wow. That's how ill I was. And telling you this, I would literally lay in bed or sit in the chemo chair or sit there getting a blood infusion and force myself to think of something good that happened that day. All of us have something. It may be waking up and seeing an incredibly blue sky. And I know that sounds corny, but if that's what you got, 
then that's what it is. My kids may have made an A that day. It, it just really became the smallest of things, and it's really a choice. You have to force yourself to find the upside in it because once you go down the slope, you, you go. So, yeah, the, the downside of that, I guess, is um, if you're not thinking that way and you're thinking this is it, you know, and I'm everyone thinks it. like that in yeah. the beginning, especially when you're diagnosed with a disease like that in such a late stage. Of course you do. It's not easy to do. It's not easy. There's there's so many days where I would sit there and be scared to death. But ultimately, it came down to do you want to survive? Do you want to overcome? And you have to decide to do that. And then you have to figure out how you go about it. But you have to make that conscious decision. I don't want to die. I want to overcome. And, and like you said, it may not be cancer. It may not be an illness. Um, it could be another challenge in life. But you ultimately at some point have to say, I'm going to get through this and then force yourself. So it's, it's really a matter of saying, like, even if, uh, you know, like you, you've lost a, a partner or um, whatever, it, it's the same concept applies to what you're going through. You may not be sick, but you're like, okay. I'm going to rally myself. I'm going to collect myself and somehow push through. I mean, it it's not going to be easy, but no, and it can be the smallest of things. It could be when I was, uh, when I was ill, people would reach out to me from NASCAR and I had people reach out to me that I never in a million years would think cared. And you know what? Just that phone call, that note, um, you know, would mean so much to me. And I would literally think about it all day long. Oh my gosh, how cool is this? So-and-so called or somebody sent me a text message. They care. That helped me go through. And I will tell you, Jeff, I, I unfortunately have had quite a bit of practice at this. I've had several things throughout my life. I've had close friends of mine's pass away at an early age in high school. I've gone through divorce. I've lost a parent. I've, I've had these things, which we all do. We all have things like that happen. But again, it's, it's a choice and it's a conscious choice or maybe it's an unconscious choice. So if we can um, go off on a little bit of a tangent for a minute there, because you touched on something and I've always been curious about this. Um, like, you know, I would send you a text or something yep. like that. And, but, uh, and, and same with somebody else who, who maybe has lost a loved one, you know, you'd send them something, but there's always that thing like, what do I say? Like, there's nothing that you can say to this person that's going through something to make it feel better. Like, feel better soon if somebody's, you know, going through cancer seems so, you know, but so what is, as, as somebody, when you're going through a hard time, is there something in particular that's helpful to hear and something in particular that's not helpful to hear that you could give some insight on for people when they're reaching out to somebody what's what's the right thing to say that is such a fantastic question and i discovered and this is i hope this doesn't sound trite it really doesn't matter what the person says it's that they're reaching out to you Hmm. I, I, I couldn't even tell you specific messages, really. And obviously, in cancer, you might, you know, the get well soon. Well, I know that it's awkward for someone to figure out what the heck do you say to someone going through cancer. Yeah. When someone has lost someone they love, it's hard, it's hard to, you know, what, what do you tell them? It'll get better. Right. It's not so much the specific message, but the sentiment and the care that you went about doing it. And I know from my point, and I would think a lot of people, it's the same thing. It's not the specific message. It's the point that you cared enough to do that. Is there anything that's... Uh even though you say that the sentiment is there, is there anything that's like really unproductive for someone 
uh, you know, like medical advice or something like, have you tried this or, you know, (laughs) that, that is a, is a good point. I, I had a lot of medical advice, but again, I chose to look at it more as that person may feel awkward. I don't know what to say. It was the fact that they took the time to reach out to me. It didn't uh-huh. matter what they said. So, so you, you know, feel like they meant well. I thought that they meant well. And, you know, the medical advice, if you're someone that wanted to, to think about that, I always kind of felt like my doctors had a little bit more handle on it. So I yeah. deferred. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was maybe the message that the person sending it felt more comfortable doing. So it wasn't, it wasn't about me. It's not about us necessarily as the person that is sending it had to come up and I guarantee you probably thought about it quite a bit you know oftentimes just I'm thinking about you will work yeah that's interesting well so back to like sort of um fighting through it when you're in the position yourself like um when when you're going through things like you mentioned a divorce and things like that like how do you sort of make gains each day because I like I imagine that it's hard to it, like you're there's not, not gonna be one thing that you do that day where it just makes everything go away no. like it's more like small things that help make the day better or try to turn your attitude around but nothing you do is gonna like make you less sad that your loved one just died or make you fine with the fact that you're you know going through a divorce or that you have cancer or whatever so how do you sort of celebrate those gains and recognize that it's not going to be a a battle that can be won overnight, you know? Well, that's definitely true. And, and as we mentioned, I was, I went through a divorce at the same time as the cancer. So I had a lot of real negative energy going on. And that's why when I say I would find something and I would force myself to pay more attention to that one thing than I would all of the others. Again, I spent many a day crying I was very sad. And the worst part of it was not knowing, you know, am I going to beat this or aren't I? And the doctors can't tell you that. They, they, they don't know necessarily. And someone that you think would be fabulous at fighting it may not be that person. You really have no idea. It's the ultimate of, you know, the balls being in the air. And again, and they tell you this and it sounds corny, the attitude, it does make a difference. It's not easy to get the right attitude and you don't have it every day. I'm not going to say that. You don't have it every day. You really have to fight to have the right attitude. It's as important. So um, you right now are on the other side of things. And so you're living, you know, a normal, relatively normal life. Um, Nobody lives a normal life, so to speak. (laughs) But um, so what what. What do you apply now to your daily life? Like, you know, like, like, let's address people who aren't necessarily going through the battle in the moment, but just want to um, have a better perspective on daily life. Like, is there anything you do? Uh, like, you know, do you wake up and say, like, tell yourself anything? Or, is it, or do you, is it just an overall attitude that you have? Do you have a routine that helps you keep centered? Like, what, what do you do? I don't have a routine and it it probably sounds corny but and I'm fortunate that I live here in sunny Florida but um, seeing a beautiful sunset seeing a beautiful sunrise having my kids tell me one positive thing that happened to them during the day getting a phone call from someone an email or a text or something like that and really having myself focus more on that than on the bad stuff I I I do I love um, I love life and I, I, I don't want to, didn't want to give that up. And, and again, it's something, it's a conscious or an unconscious decision. 
Um, another thing I'd like to ask you is, um, even though you can sort of do that with yourself, it's such a negative world. And uh, on the previous podcast, I was asking Blake Cook something similar because, you know, he has a great uh, positive outlook on life. And But, like, when there's people uh, either on social media or surround you who, who are your friends or family and they're negative and you can't really escape the drama, like, how do you still stay positive even though there's a temptation to get sucked into the negativity. It would be so easy. You know what I mean? I look at that almost like a challenge. Yes, you do get sad and the negativity hurts, but um, I, I refuse. I refuse to let it beat me. I, uh, I feel like if I can beat cancer, I can beat the negativity of someone in my life. I can handle a bad day. If someone wants to, you know, start something, you know how it is. It's just everyday stuff. Something bad may happen with one of my children. They might get some bad news. So you know what I do? I spend a whole lot of effort trying to find something to bring them up. And when I bring them up, it brings me up. So it's, it's really um, not allowing the negative. Almost to the point where <laughs> I just cut it out in my in my mind i'm just i ignore it huh so it's just like not an option not an option no well certainly not and and again i know it's not just people that have survived a major illness or something like that but when i look at it i mean i i had been through so much that i feel like right now i'm on extra time and i just want to use it in the best way that I can. And if I can cheer someone else up, that's another thing that I think is really important. I have the most wonderful group of friends. I have a wonderful mom. I have great kids. And I always make sure if I'm down about something else, I reach out to someone and they bring me up. And it may be a different person every time. (laughs) But um, I really am surrounded by great people and great friends. and, And that helps. And sometimes you have to reach out to someone. They may not know you're going through it. Uh, through a difficult situation, but um, really make use of the great hearts and the great, you know, souls surrounding you in life. That's really interesting that you say that because I feel like there's a temptation sometimes when somebody's going through something, we're like, I don't want to bother that person with my problems. But you're saying it's okay to reach out and try to lean on someone and say, hey, like, this is really, uh, this is tough for me. Like, I'm going through a struggle right now. Like, can you and you don't even have to say all the details. Yeah. Just, hey, what's going on? I thought I'd give you a call. Uh-huh. How was your day? And listen to them talk about it. Get your mind off whatever you're going through. Maybe you end up in the end cheering them up over something. And then you think, wow, I did something good and that feels good. Uh-huh. So you're actually helping yourself to a certain extent by helping somebody else. And that happens quite a lot. And, and frankly, you may have called somebody because you were feeling down they never even knew that you're helping them out. And, and in the end, you know, you're the one that's better off. It almost feels selfish. Wow. Well, Holly, um, thank you so much for sharing this. I think this is uh, really good advice that maybe I'll print out and keep by my bed so I can remind myself daily when I wake up. But, you know, it's sort of like little victories and exactly things to celebrate along the way. It's not just going to be every day is not going to be great, but doesn't mean it has to be like a horrible day. No, just keep looking up. That's what I do. Just keep looking up. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Holly Kane on the podcast. And uh, whew, I definitely feel uh, inspired to be more positive after that and try to find things to focus on. Actually, since we even since we did the interview, um, I, I do find myself um, trying to stop and appreciate that a little bit more and just sort of looking at it and just trying to say, wow, this is really cool. So Maybe it's kind of cheesy or or corny, as she said, but I really think it does help just you 
slow down for a minute and try to focus on that. So um, we are all uh, we all have some positives in our lives, no matter what we're going through. So I think it's uh, great stuff to hear from her. So thanks so much to Holly for taking the time to do that. Anyway, if you enjoyed this one, then I've got another good one for you next week on the Driven Life series, and that's with Jose Castillo. He is an at-track host on the Trackside Live stage, so if you've gone to any of those Trackside Live uh, things with the drivers before the races or during the weekend, uh, you'll see him up there, and he's often on the vision screens at the uh, SMI tracks, so that's another place you can find him. But, um We talk next week about your personal recipe for success, and it's another sort of motivational, uh, inspirational type element. So anyway, hopefully you will find that one great as well. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, it would be really cool if you could leave a rating and review for this podcast, because as you know, there's more and more NASCAR podcasts out there, and I definitely don't want this one to get lost. Hopefully um, you enjoyed enough to help spread the word. So that would be appreciated. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.